0: Finally, after two weeks of broken promises and uh, it being now late officially, we will be listening to Kate Bush's Hounds of Love, the 1985 release by the English singer Kate Bush. One of the, uh, the main singles on the album, Running Up That Hill, has essentially become once again a cult phenomenon and I can't blame uh, people at all. I'm very excited to get into this album. I've been wanting to listen to this album for probably, I mean, a month, probably, and I was like, oh, I'll do it on the podcast, and then on the Music Matters podcast, and it, it, it got pushed back a lot because I got sick last week. I don't even remember the, the reasons why. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter. Also, the reason why I'm late today, the reason I'm not, I'm not saying that this is an excuse. The reason why this podcast is a day late is that I had to pick up a relative from the airport last night. I got there an hour early and uh, I was like, I was debating on whether or not I was like, I was going to go and record this episode. I was like, well, maybe I'll have two hours. Maybe I won't long story short I did I got told the wrong time I waited an hour and I I mean I had three hours and I was just like I'll just go now because I don't want to I don't want to be that guy that's like you know the, I, I don't want to record I don't want to still be recording the podcast as my relative is getting in I have to pick them up nobody else will and I don't mind it as well but I'm at the airport I'm waiting and these
1: motherfuckers these motherfuckers are like in the, uh, what, what are they called?
0: The departure spots. Not the departure, what, what are they called? They're in the pickup lanes, right? So they're parked there, they're parked there, and they're just waiting for people. One guy isn't, there's, it's midnight, by the way. It's incredibly late. People have left their cars, they have gone inside to pick up their family members, their people, I'm irked, but I understand it because I was going to do the exact same thing. So it's just like, I don't want to be a hypocrite, Alright? So I get my relative, I hug her, I take her suitcase because I'm a gentleman, I put it in the back of the car, they don't understand that essentially there. it's just, it's a hellscape. It's like, I'm surprised I'm, I'm seeing so many people at like midnight, there's cars, in the left lane, there's two lanes, there's one, there's cars in the right lane that are parked illegally, there's part, there's cars in the left lane that have stopped to try and pick up their family members, and I am so annoyed that this motherfucker did this to me, this, this dumbass in a fucking GMC SUV, who is parked illegally, has the audacity to honk at me, honk twice, I'm like, bitch, You're parked illegally, and you took my spot. You took my spot. You're parked illegally. You shouldn't be mad at me. Shut the fuck up. I was like, I I half turned around and almost called him a fucking douchebag. I'm like, we are not on your time. Everybody has somebody to pick up. I didn't honk at you because you were illegally parked. If you weren't illegally parked, I could have picked up my person put on my trouble lights and then i would have helped her into the car driven off unfortunately your dumb ass is parked illegally every like 18 other fucking cars so now your ass has to wait because i'm in the left lane i put on my trouble lights everybody understands the situation god i'm i'm so pissed off about
1: this it's like oh oh my gosh 24 like like had uh, oh my gosh like what a surprise It was just so annoying.
0: I was this like the impotence coming from that person. I'm like, dude, there's like cars that are doing the exact same thing that I am doing. Even after I got inside, I was like, I'm
1: not running. I'm not stopping on a speed bump. What the fuck is wrong with you? You are not special. Long story short, I got back to my house at like two o'clock in the morning.
0: I thought I was going to be recording the podcast last night at uh, at midnight and I can usually handle that but two o'clock is way too late for me. I was like, I don't want to go until four. So yeah. I uh, that's, that's why. That's why. It was two o'clock in the morning and I was like, I want
1: to be awake when I record the podcast. So, yes. Uh, there will be another podcast tomorrow as well.
0: But um, I'm also glad that we can finally kind of get this monkey off my back here because, uh, I don't know. It's like the more I delay it, the more it seems like an impediment more. So just like, you know, just doing another podcast running up that hill. I deal with God. Kate Bush, Hounds of Love, 24th podcast, music matters. Running up that hill. I'm not gonna lie to you. As a as the song was playing, I was I was singing along, very very horribly to it. First track off of Hounds of Love. I mean, do I need do I need to like comment on it? It's just an awesome song. Such an 80s song. It's a perfect song for Stranger Things. It just represents the decade perfectly. And they use it perfectly with Max literally running away from Vecna and and among other things. It's also a pretty fucking dope song. It's also, I mean, it's also, I think, the only song from South Park to really, like, gain this type of notoriety. And did I say South Park? I meant to say Stranger Things. I apologize. I am, like, at the... I'm remembering the episode of South Park where they make fun of people's obsession of, uh, of 80s music. And they're like, oh man, like, I can't believe how awesome, (laughs) how awesome 80s music was. Like, there's, there's just nothing better than 80s music and South Park had this episode where it's essentially a Stranger Things spinoff. And, uh, they're like essentially the kids from Stranger Things and also the Goonies. And Stan is like, you know, like, like, no, like, all the TV shows showed us that we have to, that we have to wander around in the woods while also having a awesome 80s soundtrack. <laughs> and he's playing terrible eighty songs. This is one of them. This is one of the songs that, uh, that they were playing. okay, we've, we've heard it. We've heard enough. (laughs) I'm like, all right, we've heard enough. Yeah. They started to play Pac-Man fever, uh, essentially showing, yeah, uh, as like every, every decade, every genre has terrible music. Some people would even delude themselves into thinking that Pac-Man fever is a good song. It is not a good song. Don't defend crap. Don't defend mediocrity don't tell me that pac-man fever is a good song just because it's from the 80s you're literally playing into the south park argument please and thank you don't do not tell me that pac-man fever is good music when we're listening to hounds of love speaking of hounds of love second track off of hounds of love is the title track for the album hounds of love
2: it's in the trees it's coming
1: Of love, you know, when I was
0: listening to that song, I thought it was gonna kind of build up to kind of like a higher tempo finale, like a big, bombastic finale. And kind of the ending of that song was it's it's not what I expected. The big sky. You know what, like, um, I was like, when I I listen to the first couple of like minutes, or not minute, but like the first, pause it, pause it, like first and foremost, I will not reserve my judgment until after the song is done. I will comment over the song. I will do it. Because sometimes I have a thought and then I forget about the thought when the song is over because I'm I'm listening to the music. I, I don't know how to describe it. But um, <clears throat> when I was listening to this song for like the first thirty seconds, I was just like, "Oh, this is why I like Kate Bush so much. She sounds like Lord, right? She sounds like Lord. She has kind of like that mellow, mel I, I don't like to say melodramatic in a demeaning way, but the only way that I can define it is uh, is kind of like the melodrama and the Lord, not the Lord, the uh, the pure heroin albums. I just like to." describe it as the melodrama style of like music or whatever i was like oh she sounds like she's singing kind of this like upbeat up tempo maybe not upbeat but just this up tempo song very very similarly similarly to lord let's listen in Can you believe that, like, Kate Bush apparently produced all of this by herself? And, like, she wrote all the songs and she made all of the... She, like, created the music videos as well. So, like, er- she owns everything. So, like, Kate Bush, because of straighter Things, made, like, I think 500 grand or 100 grand a week. I can't remember how much. Because she just owned everything. And I'm like, listening to this music, listening to this song and the production on it, I'm like, it's wild that she made everything on this album. Wild. There's like still some playing in the background, but it's essentially faded out to nothing.
1: Big, oh my god, sorry, I got an ad. Big Sky, or The Big Sky. Really, really fun song. Mother stands for comfort, next song.
0: Damn, that took a twist.
1: and I couldn't mute it. Wow.
0: Such a trippy song. She hit me with the alternative a little bit. It's so weird how... You know who... Like, I talked about how she reminds me of, like,
1: Lord a lot. You know who Kate Bush a little bit? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. She reminds me of, you know? She reminds me of Olivia Rodrigo. Where...
0: It's not necessarily the changings of the genre. Actually, it, it it is. It kind of was a little bit. It sounded a a little bit. Mother stands for comfort. It sounded a little bit like an alternative track. But I mean, the '80s sometimes sonically, musically, is is kind of a weird decade with some of the synths and stuff like that. So maybe it's just it's alternative to me. But there, it's just like it's pop, I guess. But it was just in the first... We're on the fifth track of the album. And there's just been so much... There's just been so many changes in her style of music since running up that hill. With just the instruments that are used or the sounds that are used to... uh, To just like... Even some of the way that she sings, for example. Really, really interesting stuff. Cloud busting. I about to say ghost busting or <laughs> it looks like it it looks like it cloud busting fifth track by the way i talked about in one of my episodes i talked about how Ghostface face killers fish scale among other albums had just way too long of uh, of songs and i think the reason why is that maybe the progression of the song was too quick And I felt that they had gotten to the point of the song in like two to three minutes. And I didn't need to hear the additional minute to two minutes. But because Kate Bush and her songs are some to some degree slow progressing and to some degree are setting up things in the back half and in the middle of the song.
1: It blends pretty well together. Like I've been sitting here and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm fine. You know, I I'm fine. I'm straight. I like the progressions of her songs. Cloud busting fifth track. By the way, uh, if we were, I always do this at like the uh, what is it? I always do this with. I'm trying to remember with a lot of the albums that I listen to, I always say things like
0: it would take the worst song in history or the worst three songs in history for this album to be a bad album or for it to for it to be a good album or whatever or the best songs in history for it to be a good album there are seven there are 18 tracks this is the 2018 remaster so there's some remastered tracks here we'll listen to those as well one of them is running up that hill but so far i've I've loved every single track on this album, even though, to be honest with you, I was expecting a lot more of running up that hill over and over and over again. But again, it's it's just like, you know, it is what it is. You have to judge it with, and not judge it, not necessarily judge it, I guess, but you have to kind of take it for what it is. It's just like, eh, you know, so she's not going to make an, like the exact same song like 18 times or 12 times or how many... However many uh mainline tracks there are. Cloud Busting coming up next.
2: I still dream-
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on Remember how I said That the Big Sky Or no, it was The Hounds of Love I felt that it was trying to lead up to something And then it didn't, kind of And for the first, like, two minutes of the song We're at 2.31 I was like, oh, okay, I've heard the song And it felt kind of like It didn't feel like Hounds of Love In the sense of it was leading up to something It just felt like this is the song This We kind of, I paused it when the guitars started to play a little bit. I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a tone change coming. Maybe not, maybe not. Hey, I was right. I was right. It took a minute, but I was right.
1: Sorry about that. I keep
0: I'm watching like a YouTube playlist, and it keeps on playing songs before I can hard fade. Then we get like a little bit of a little bit of a track. I thought I thought there was going to be a nice. I thought there was going to be like a big like. I thought it was leading up to some like big like like just tonal change, I guess, or sonic change to the music, and it would be like, oh my god, I can't believe that this. That she's doing this, or that she was gonna sing faster, or whatever. But I guess, I guess not. Odd Busting was a nice little fun song. I was just expect, I was just like, oh, here it comes, here it comes, and it never, never came. I liked it. I, had, what were the lyrics for it? Let me like look up the lyrics. I've like promised to not really like look up the lyrics anymore after I think the the disaster that was Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Wasn't it just about, like, waiting for the sun to come out or something like that? It was like the Annie song. You know, like, the sun will come out tomorrow, bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow.
1: I don't know. I just felt like it was about, like, just waiting for the clouds to part and things of that nature. I don't know. Maybe that's just me and dream
0: of sheep cloud busting oh it's kind of like two songs cloud busting and dream of sheep and dream of sheep is the next song that we were listening to Love it. Love it.
1: I don't want to talk over her singing too much. Remi- like, this song especially... I don't know. I, it reminds me of Evermore and Folklore. I was like, ooh.
0: Especially when it got midway through the song. I was like, oh, this is like a track that's, that's kind of like related to Folklore and Evermore.
1: I compared five. Sorry. Add. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Kate Bush isn't getting in 1985.
0: Taylor Swift wasn't... <laughs> Taylor Swift wasn't even born in 1985. It was 1989. The, the album, that's how I know when she was born. But um, it's not like Kate Bush is obviously taking musical influences from artists and albums that were made 30 years or 40 years after the release of Hound's of Love what i am saying is that artists and albums may not necessarily directly get their musical inspiration from Kate Bush but say in the same vein of Kate Bush it's like they're parallel not necessarily perpendicular like I got my musical inspiration or my, uh, or my uh, artistic expression from you, but maybe parallel to you. Like, maybe an artist that, that may... I don't want to say even came from the 80s, but maybe an artist that had similar themes in their music. I got inspired to make music because of that artist. I don't know. Under Ice... Mm.
1: God, sorry about that. Hmm. Under Ice. I don't know, like... Is it me or... I, I, I would like that song to be a little bit longer. And again, that song was like two minutes, really almost three. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back and <laughs> listen to a lot of Kate Bush's albums... I think the problem with this album is that, like, obviously, like, um,
0: obviously, like, maybe not obviously is the best way to start that off that sentence. I want to go back and listen to a lot of these songs again, because I think I'm going to. I don't know. I feel like this is an album that will probably age better if I listen to it over and over and over again. It's definitely not making as bad of a first impression as like Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers was. Not just because I'm, not because of, not just because of running up that hill, but also because of, I don't know, some of the tracks that I like. I I I liked Cloud Busting. I liked Under the Ice. When I can start to not start, but when I can remember track names and some of the melodies in the tracks, some of the lyrics, some of the themes of the tracks. On like a first listen, because I don't have the best of memory, I think that's kind of obvious, and I'm not obviously trained musically, but when I can remember melodies, when I can remember lyrics, when I can remember themes of certain songs, I'm like,
2: hmm,
0: that may have been a song that I liked. Or at the very least, that,
1: that song had an impression on me. Waking the Witch.
2: Must wake up. Wake up. Wake up, man. Wake up, child. Pay attention. Come on. Wake up. Wake up, love. (laughs)
1: Okay, <laughs> I was just like here I'm, I'm expecting a big shift
0: uh, Tempo wise uh, Tone wise uh, Maybe a little bit texture wise On uh, like two of her songs And then uh, she just comes out Blasting with Waking up the, I'm not gonna lie to you That scared me a little bit I'm listening I'm, I'm paying attention I'm
1: like damn I'm like that scared me a little bit It's dark outside I thought I was being haunted by a demon Continuing forward! Okay, damn. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. I I don't know what. To- <laughs> I I don't know what to say to that song. Oh man, that was uh, that was that was that was scary. It was a little bit scary. Watching you without me. Kate Bush. Oh, this is a, that was a nice. to a song watching you without me pretty good bar
0: and we're not even into the song yet
1: Sorry about that. Watching You Without Me. You know what I like sometimes about some of her songs? I
0: thought that there would be a little bit more cohesion with the album, but some of the songs are really, really individual, are really just individual stories, or at least some of the songs that we've listened to, like Watching You Without Me, Under the Ice. Just individual stories that she's telling through her music. I was like, oh, okay. Again, it kind of reminds me of folklore and evermore. But, you know, something that I I like a little bit of individual tracks that are unrelated to each other but also tell really, really fun songs. How long was that other song? It was four minutes. I was like, how did she do that? Like, how did she do that? I thought it was two minutes, but it was four minutes. Jig of Life coming up next. Okay, gotta gotta pause, right? Going with, like, the heavy... Not the heavy, but the... uh, What is it? That sounds like a violin that's out of tune a little bit. And I was gonna mention
1: this after this song was over with. Let me unplug my computer really fast. Hold, Hold on. Sorry about that. But I was gonna mention the whole... None of the, um, most of the songs that we've listened to do not sound like Running Up the Hill. Like, none of them do. I mean,
0: not none of them do is the best way to describe it, but most of them do not sound like Running Up the Hill. Which, again, I don't have a problem with. It's just, like, it's a surprise just the range of tracks that are on this album, if you want my honest opinion about it. Because I was expecting something similar similar excuse me to running up that hill and it's just like it's like the, that's the only song that's on this album that sounds like that oh my god jig of life
2: Hello, Hello. When really you look into the future, never, never say goodbye to my part of your life. Oh no 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 no. Ooh, let me live. She said, Come on and let me live, girl. She said, Come on and let me live, girl. This moment in time. belong to you she said it belongs to me and your little boy and your little girl and the one hand clapping where when your palm is my little line when you're
0: Thought the track was going to be country, but it's like that Scottish-Irish, you know, with the with the violin. I thought it was going to be more country because I'm American, but oh,
1: okay. All right. All right.
0: Oh. Oh, me being an American. Jesus Christ. Jig. Like a jig is like, I don't know what a jig is, but it's like,
1: it's like a dance. It's like one of those, what is it? Like, let me Google jig. Any of several lively, springy dances in triple rhythm?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the holy land of water And all that's to come runs in
1: With the thrust of the strand Oh, wait, oh Sorry about that Jig of Life What an awesome track Not what I expected at all Out of this album But I don't know i, I like a nice jig
0: a a nice, a proper jig, a proper, that's a proper jig right there, top of the morning to you, that's a proper
1: jig, I, I, I have a terrible, terrible accent, sorry, Hello Earth, coming up next. No! Probably my favorite song on the album. Hello Earth. I don't really have much else to
0: say. Uh, Final track off of the main line album. The Morning Fog. Coming up. And then I think we have bonus tracks. As well. Be Kind to My Mistakes. Under the Ivy. Which isn't there a Taylor Swift song called... Under the Ivy or something like that. Or no, not under the Ivy, just Ivy. Kate Bush, Burning Bridge, and then my Lagon Love. And then the remix of The Big Sky and then Running Up That Hill. And then we're
2: done. <laughs>
1: little ending to the mainline album but is there seriously more to come or is this like
0: i mean i don't mind listen i don't mind staying here all doggone night listening to cable kate bush if you want my honest opinion about it but i don't know if these are like kate bush is it what is
1: it called is it a bonus track off of no it it is no it's not under the ivy is a track
0: on this woman's work anthology is it hold on i'm so confused is it a song off of off of hounds of love what about be kind to my mistakes the playlist that i have could just have like organized certain songs that they liked
1: Yeah, it's under the album This Woman's Work Anthology. So, We won't listen to those tracks. We will listen to, unfortunately, we will listen to The
0: Big Sky, the 2018 remix, and uh, Running Up That Hill, which is also another 2018
1: remix. Sorry.
0: Kind of sucks, because I was actually listening... We're not listening, but looking forward to some of those tracks. But I was just like, well, if they're off of a completely different album, we're just, I don't know, it's off of a completely different album. The Big Sky, once again, Kate Bush. up you're not about to do that to me Kate Bush you are not about to do that to me Kate Bush oh my god the intro was just oh god I talked about like some of some of the tracks I was just like some things I don't know if you wanted to do certain things I I don't know but I was like it kind of had that that nice little I don't know what it is that i i don't know the the rhythm of it but it was like with like the drums or whatever they were and then she fucks it fucking comes in where she's like i try it's oh my god it was so or something like that or i cry or oh gosh continuing forward oh my gosh i'm so excited
2: That cloud looks just like the tree at the bottom of our garden. That cloud looks like a little violet That cloud looks like cumulus castellus. That cloud is nothing but trouble. This cloud looks like one of those things. That cloud looks like one of those brown shiny things. That cloud looks like snow. No, it doesn't. This cloud looks like rain. <laughs> Immediately? That cloud looks like industrial waste.
1: The Big Sky goes from, like, a four-minute track to it being
0: seven minutes, 46 seconds. I don't really know what she added on the track, to be honest with you. All I know is that it just seemed like it got, like, it got a modern polish to what she was originally doing on uh, on the original track, The Big Sky, more so than anything else. It just seemed like she just put a nice coat of paint on it. I'd have to go back and listen to the... I kind of like the second one better. I like the second one better.
2: Running up that hill, running up that place.
0: Sorry. Final track that we'll listen to tonight, and uh, then I will go to
1: bed at a pretty reasonable time. So, when I had I'm a I'm a vinyl connoisseur. When I had
0: bought this uh what is it? This record Tupac's All Eyes on Me digitally remastered, I was very disappointed with it. Why I was I so disappointed with essentially Tupac's greatest album ever? Well, It is because for some horrendous, terrible reason, Death Row Records decided to
1: remix the song California Love for some unknown
0: reason. Whether it was with Dr. Dre's uh, original production or not, I don't really know, to be honest with you. I don't really care, it was Worse, much worse than the original production, and it really didn't. It didn't feel like it was still in the same theme of the song, and it's one of the many, many, many problems and issues that people were run into when they try to make an album posthumously, uh, or just simply put, after an artist has died. Not saying Kate Bush has died, but I'm I'm leading into it. I'm
1: leading into the uh, the final track. Of that album. Or technically of the 2018 album.
0: But when I was listening to Tupac's. California Love on the Digitally Remastered. I was like this isn't in the same theme. As. The original song. Right. And I dislike it so much. And so immensely, And I find that, that's, that it's so disrespectful to Tupac. And his music. That I just. I don't even listen to the record. It makes me sad every single time. It makes me genuinely sad. Every single time I listen to All Eyes on Me on vinyl. It's, it, it, I've, I've like literally thought about just selling it because I'm like just like, I, it's so sad to listen to this record. But when I listen to Kate Bush's final track off of obviously uh, Hounds of Love, the main thing that I kind of like took away from running up that hill is that, A, it's still in the same theme. There's been some... Things that they've changed, like for example, the beginning of the remastered song is, I believe, the ending of the original song, and uh, the lead-in is a little bit longer. And some of the, uh, some of the, uh, the production on the second verse, like the echo effect, isn't even featured on the song. As well as the entire track is a little bit of a, it's stripped down. It, they stripped it down a little bit, where some of the other sounds just are not there anymore in the song which depending on who you are and how you know what's your preference uh, you may like that you may dislike that i was kind of like it depended on the part i was just like sometimes i was just like oh this is pretty decent this is pretty you know it it fits it fits more than anything and i was just like okay this is um this is a pretty good change to the track was it needed no but it's it's welcomed but I, I like both versions of the song. I don't think that that song, and thank God that, um, that they didn't replace it. I don't think that that track was meant to replace the original one, which is what I prefer. It's just like, look, if you're going to give me the digitally remastered version of whatever song, can you please not get rid of the original song uh, on the record and act like, oh my God, we're going to replace it? Just, just don't, don't do that. Even though I love all too well the new Taylor Swift version of it. um, I also like I don't mind that the old version is in the album or on the album. Because I like both versions of it. Even though I definitely could have just gone with the 10 minute version and been perfectly fine. Point is. I like what Kate Bush did with that track. It wasn't needed. It's gladly welcomed. She did a great job on it. I like the new interpretation, but you know what I liked about that final song? It was a new interpretation of that song, but at the exact same time, it was her interpretation. So even though it was different from the original track, it was still the same because it was it was made with the same vision of the artist. Even like at that point in time, it had been like 30 years, 33 years after the album was made. So she still had that same that same vision for the song. Maybe she had it all the way when she uh, back in the 80s when she made that album. But at the very least, that song, Running Up That Hill, she had a very, very clear focus and view for what she wanted to do when she created that song the first time. And then the second time, she hadn't even... Uh I don't I don't want to say better cuz I like both. And I I do like the first one better than the second one. But still. It's a nice it's a nice track. Anyways, this has been 24's podcast. I will see you tomorrow for sports. We will talk about I'll be giving you my week 1 predictions. I'll be giving you my week 1 predictions. Colin Cowherd essentially did something similar, but um gambling, but I will Kind of talk about what happened last season with how badly some of my picks were. And um, I will be giving you some of my predictions. I'll be going over last season and things of that nature. And then I'll be going over this season.
1: Anyways, can't wait to get into it right here. 24s Podcast.